0: trending news right now
1: joining us again is Katleko Saluadi today our social commentator looking at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours how are you today Katleko I'm good thank you how are you Sandra? I'm good thank you so much I don't know what your stories are around trying to renew your driver's license are you sorted uh,
0: I'm, I'm so sorted thank goodness but I know that my parents have been struggling for months on end so yeah definitely not uh
1: a a situation you want to be in at the moment. We're all on Struggle Street, really, when it comes to this. Do you think it's fair for us to be paying 250 rand just to make an online booking?
0: Absolutely not. Um, I think that the government should rather focus on ensuring that the online systems are efficient and that they're working um, as opposed to trying to make us pay for, you know, um, and and they've got budgets, we know that. They've got budgets to... Uh, ensure that these systems work as they're supposed to. But because of corruption and looting, that is not happening. Um, we do hope that will change. Yeah.
1: Let's talk hashtag GDP. So the South Africa's economy, according to stats essay, has grown 1.2% in the second quarter of 2021. And we have six out of 10 industries measured, recorded uh, recording a rise in production. We'll talk about what they are now, but just give us more on this.
0: So exactly what you said, you know, um, that essay revealed that, um, you know, the economy is doing well, but how well that is, is is quite relative, um, because we have been warned that the overall economy is still 1.4% smaller than it was pre-COVID. So um, it sounds like we we are in a far worse situation than in 2019, despite what has been reported.
1: So leading these industries that have recorded a rise in production is transport. I mean, if you look at what transport has been, even during COVID, the commuter system continued, I mean, during all the lockdown levels because the essential and frontline workers needed to be transported. Uh, So I don't know if there's a surprise there for you. Also the freight in distributing essentials and medical supplies had to continue. Uh, What do you make of transport leading the rise?
0: Yeah, not too shocking on my side as well. That is one of the industries that were actually able to sort of um, you know, not benefit, but at least get through COVID, whereas a lot of the others were, you know, shut down for the longest time. And we know that a huge part of our population in South Africa still relies on public um, transport um, and public transport services. So really, not shocking um, from my side.
1: Communications also being at the top. I mean, that obviously includes mobile communications, telecommunications, internet. Uh, We were all at home working from home using things like data and Wi-Fi uh, and even broadcasting as part of that. So, of course, I mean, it didn't stop in terms of that. This might be the future, though, for uh, great performers when we look at the different uh, industries when it comes to our economy. What do you make of communications?
0: I think uh, communications will always uh, continue to do well. Um, It is quite a competitive um, industry. And as you actually put it, that with more people working from home, you know, um, competitive data prices that we've seen between, um, you know, the the different uh, service providers. So, um, yeah, communications will always um, um, thrive, in my opinion, um, with the digital space as well. And more and more, People, you know, gearing their business towards the digital um, platforms, um, we will continue to see a rise uh, in the communication space uh, as long as it, it remains as competitive as it is.
1: There is a warning, though, as much as we are recording apps up, and apps, a uh, statistic South Africa warning that the overall econ- economy is still 1.4% smaller than it was before Covid, So these figures will obviously uh, have some bearing in terms of what the government does next. What do you think uh, the president will be factoring into his announcement in terms of where we're going with lockdowns from this?
0: I think that uh, our president is always trying to paint a positive picture, you know, to say that um, our GDP has increased. But um, I've always said, though, that, you know, with all these stats that come out and all these reports, and this is, I know, a conversation that young people have. What do they mean for, you know, the ordinary person? What do these stats mean when the unemployment rates are so high? When you're told that the GDP has increased by 1.4%, by but your business has been shut down, um, or that we're still recovering from riots. And, and you know, as we've mentioned before, that when businesses close down, it's not only one person that is affected. There are families that are affected. So, um, you know, what will be interesting to is... is really beyond the stats, what do those stats actually mean in the day-to-day person's life um, who contributes to the overall economy?
1: And another contribution to the economy, I mean, in terms of top two in the rise in production is agriculture. I don't know if there's any surprises there for you. For me, there hasn't really, because generally this sector continues to show resilience. I mean, it's been hit with all sorts of things. We've had droughts that it survived, various outbreaks of infections and diseases that it survived, food also always being needed, and production and harvesting can't stop no matter what's going on in the country. Should this maybe be a leader in terms of how government restructures the tackling of unemployment and looks at agriculture for young people and, and and those who need employment.
0: Absolutely, and I think what we've seen on Twitter is more and more young farmers uh, coming out and and you know really starting their own farms or their own businesses. You know, trading with their local communities. So definitely, I do think that the government should be looking into more ag- agriculture, especially because there's such a huge interest. I think for the longest time, you know, it was said that young people are not interested in agriculture, politics. But these are the spaces that we're seeing that more and more young people are shifting towards. And um, the government should look into that, considering, you know, the high unemployment rates of young people.
1: Should there be extra focus then on the well-performing sectors in terms of government uh, putting more funding in the departments that these industries fall under, the transport, the communications, the agriculture?
0: Look, I think that there needs to be you know, a balance, uh, as every industry is important. Um, but yes, I think that um, if, if an industry is growing, it does mean that there are... Um, a lot more opportunities to to take advantage of. So the government should be looking at, you know, how can they include young people? How can they grow these industries even more um, with the inclusion of young people um, um, who, who are the majority of, of our population?
1: Well, let's talk hashtag Mabato Palms now. A fire breaking out there at the hotel in Mahigeng in the northwest in the early hours of Wednesday morning. What happened there? The, the fire is still being fought by firefighters, we understand.
0: Absolutely. And it is unfortunate that, you know, they still don't know what um, you know was the cause of the fire. But we know that, um, you know, the Mabatu Palm Hotel and Casino Resort um, started burning on Wednesday morning and um, that, you know, there isn't further details um, at this stage. Um, and what we've also come to know is that 64 people were, you know, uh, catered for at the time of, of of the incident. So thank goodness there hasn't been any injuries um, reported as yet. Yeah. Um, but you are rather unfortunate there.
1: And, I mean, it's a historic uh, place, this hot hotel complex in Mahikeng and, and the northwest in general. 44 years old it is. It's South Africa's oldest casino. So what does this mean for, I mean, should we all be worried? I guess we should. As an entire country, it's not just a northwest problem. If we lose this It's a a loss in our history.
0: Exactly. Um, The Northwest Premier Bushi Mabit, you know, just mentioning that um, even in terms of tourism, you know, this was a major setback. And again, considering that, you know, a lot of the hotels were closed down for for some time and not operating, you can imagine what that means then for the people who work um, at at the hotel and casino, you know, very um, um, unfortunate uh, situation there. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can still
1: um, um, save it. Absolutely. Hopefully we can save it. As you say, I mean, employment is on the line for those who work there and also the tourism sector. I mean, newly appointed premier, as you say, Bushi Mape, who stays close, his home is close to the hotel. I mean, he was right there at the forefront, I guess, of experiencing, as he was saying, he smelled the smoke. And hopefully this will be solved and, and sorted. Uh, it's going to take a lot of funding as well, we anticipate, in terms of fixing it. But those jobs that have been lost, I'm I'm just, you know, worried about that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We hope that, you know, they'll be able to, again, you know, save it um, and and get people who work there back into their jobs. But what I also found interesting was that the Deputy uh, Minister of Agriculture, you know, was there at the time of the incident. And she, you know, was, she came out through social media, at least, you know, um, upset that she that they didn't receive um, help as quick as possible. And what I was thinking at the time is that, you know, it's always interesting when our ministers, you know, experience the day-to-day challenges that we face. She was complaining that the ambulances and firemen only came in six minutes, you know, after she had reported that there was a fire burning. But um, just, you know, in terms of service delivery, when people complain and people wait longer to receive um, um, assistance, and, and she was only complaining about six minutes. But, yeah, we are grateful that, you know, no lives have been uh, reported to have been lost at this stage. Mm.
1: Hashtag International Literacy Day. Let's talk that. This is uh, observed uh, every year on 8 September, and to raise awareness and concern about global and local literacy levels, founded by UNESCO in 1966. What's uh, the more that we can talk about on this
0: What I found interesting with this was that, you know, the report that two-thirds of um, um, the people who can't read and write, essentially, globally, are women. Um, And I found that to be a rather sad fact and rather uh, disappointing that, you know, even to this day, that women are are still being, I want to say, sidelined in terms of accessing education information. And this is what we know, you know, um, contributes to the overall um, better quality of one's life, better um, opportunities that one is able to take advantage of. So, really shocking sight for me there.
1: Yes, and as you say, it is a fundamental pillar of broader education literacy. And uh, 58% of South African children not being able to read fluently and with comprehension is of concern.
0: Absolutely. And what we found out as well is that, um, you know, children and teenagers who have difficulty difficulty reading, are more likely to drop out of school before even completing their basic education. So we're talking grade 4 here. So really, I think a lot more needs to be done globally. Um, And we know that UNESCO is working on that um, um, to ensure that, you know, the global literacy rate is better than what we have at the moment.
1: And, I mean, there's also writing that goes into it, right? You, You must read, you must be able to understand. Comprehension is important, but also being able to write.
0: Absolutely. And I think that for me, you know, reading and writing is beyond, um, you know, the the mundane um, activity itself. It's about being able to engage with the world that you live in. You know, when you report on stuff about the GDP, for example, do you understand what that means? Are you able to, you know, uh, uh, translate it into your own life and engage other people about it? Um, And how do you use what you what you read and um, write about? to advance your your life, you know. Mm -hmm. So really, um, literacy proving to be quite important for the betterment of one's um, life.
1: COVID-19, we know, has highlighted a lot in terms of this topic as well. We saw the move to online and distance learning, and this made it clear that there's quite a divide between those who have and those who don't, because, I mean, there were issues of Wi-Fi connectivity and data and so forth and infrastructure. So will this now be commemorated differently this year, this International Literacy Day, as a result of that, should it? Absolutely. I think
0: that, um, you know, the... And I'm happy to hear that UNESCO has a different, um, you know, overview of what needs to be um, done uh, to, to 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 improve our uh, literacy rates, um, you know, and and making sure that um, the focus is geared towards um, assisting those who do not have so people in disadvantaged communities. And UNESCO just reporting that they're going to be focusing on um, um, more third world third world countries, sorry, mm-hmm. um, to 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 try and and uplift, you know, um, um, those communities. We know that for instance in South Africa, you know, with schools opening and closing and opening and closing due to uh, COVID-19, we know that the schools that had to open much later because they didn't have the resources and and, um, access to equipment to be able to compete, you know, the other schools are competing. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done.
1: Digital literacy, what should be done around that? We are moving towards the fourth industrial revolution, whether we are ready or not. We're just talking now with our license, uh, renewal of license booking, everything going online, uh, and the eNATIS system not really being as effective as it should be. But the digital literacy, where should we be going with that?
0: Sure, we're still so far from where we need to be. I don't know if you remember, but there was a time that the the um, you know uh, education sector donated... Uh, iPads, you know, to a school in a rural area. Mm. And we're talking about a school that doesn't have access to the Wi-Fi or the Internet. So what are they meant to do with, you know, these iPads that we speak of? And, you know, just before I came onto the show, you were talking about where we, that we're not where we need to be in terms of the fourth industrial industrial revolution, you Mm. know. And yet here we are implementing, you know, um, um, resources or, or, or activities that do not suit where we are as a country. So I think we need to look deeper into that and first cover the literacy rate. Make sure that there's access to literacy, um, to, to books, to uh, reading hubs, to reading centers. And then we can look into you know, making sure that we're able to um, close the digital divide or gap.
1: Do we start with women or children? Because we talk also in the theme of human-centered recovery. That human-centeredness, should we begin with women or, or children when we talk literacy?
0: i think that is a difficult one because to be honest it shouldn't even be either or as we know that you know women as i mentioned that two-thirds of them are in the but mm-hmm. i do think that you know for the betterment of our future which is what we're trying to build perhaps children of children are you know where we need to be focusing on at the moment
1: all right let's talk hashtag the Bry show with casper Uh, So this is now a new host of the talk show. It was done before by uh, another rapper, a.k.a. South African rapper. So it's going to continue as planned as much as there were some issues there that a.k.a. brought to the fore involving uh, legal and and, and so forth and, and, and a production company and all of that. Let's start first of all with what the grievances of a.k.a. were.
0: So a.k.a. came onto the show as an executive producer and unfortunately, he, you know, under went through personal challenges, um, which he's still dealing with. And he, you know, asked to to step off from the show. And, you know, FWC1 then put in Catherine who is, you know, a well-known rivalry. So, you know, and, and he was arguing that, um, you know, he owns the rights to the show. So technically, they can't even do that. But um, the FWC has since gone on with the show. And he is fighting a legal battle um, with
1: that. And why was he removed as the host?
0: So, um, I don't know if you remember, but it was reported that, um, you know, AKA has lost his um, girlfriend, uh okay, so
1: in relation to that story.
0: Absolutely. Um, so he just needed some time to recover from that. Um, and, and the SABC felt that, you know, the show had done so well that they couldn't wait and people wanted a season two. you know, so they needed to strike while it was so hot and they've now put in Casper uh, as the executive uh, producer for season two.
1: And I mean, as much as investigations are ongoing in that case with his uh, former fia- fiancé, late fiancé, it would have seemed like, you know, they're not being sensitized to the issue of gender-based violence if they continued to have him as a host. So we understand that. So anyway, Casper is now taking over as the new host and that's going to continue as planned as much as AKA did try and stop that in terms of wanting half the proceeds. So the SABC then uh, saying that the show will definitely go on. What can we expect from Casper?
0: So, um, you know, the the lineup is quite interesting. We've seen, we've seen that the to Tundi, Universe um, was the first guest on the show and the lineup is also for movie and there was a lot of, that clash, you know coming from that and i think actually that may, may have been one of the reasons that contributed to the show trending um was that uh he himself you know was undergoing through some personal um matters legal matters um with his his you know husband uh mohane you know regarding abuse mm. and um you know people were just coming to say that other other shows have almost canceled uh, 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 Samedi, asking him to step away. And here was, you know, this show putting him back on, and people were just, you know, just filled with rage about that to say that, you know, in a country where gender-based violence is so, so, right, um, and, and, you know, Syriza being quite a, a, a big celebrity in, in, in South Africa, you know, what example are we setting? Um, but, yeah, we were also expecting Pop Pops to be on the show. So interesting lineup overall, and I think that, you know, so, uh, um, Kester's personality will definitely, you know, come through on the show, and people will keep watching. But yeah, the you know the lineup is a bit uh, controversial.
1: Okay, and the rapper is also wanting to be executive producer. I mean, for the show. So, what do you make of that?
0: So, I mean, I think that the one thing about Kesha is that he will pursue growth, whatever it looks like. So, um, you know, we we saw even in the credits of the show that it uh, yesterday that he was already listed as an executive producer. So they've clearly given it to him, and AKA's case, I guess, will still be ongoing.
1: The other thing that's interesting, and maybe I don't know what your view is on that, um, the SABC couldn't pay him what he wanted, uh, Casper. So the agreement was that then he can uh, promote his brands on the talk show. So he had a fee that he wanted, nobody could meet it. Uh, What do you make of that when we're watching from the side of the viewer? and you know this brand already as an individual who's uh, you know a big hip-hop artist, and you know the, the brands, uh, business brands they are associated with as well. When you see that, what do you make of it when you are a, a viewer? I don't know in your view, Do you feel inundated? Do you feel nothing? Do you feel like it's okay that he's the producer, he's the presenter, he's a rapper already mm-hmm. known, and then on top of that, we're going to be seeing his brands o- on the show. How is that for you?
0: Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you that it, it does come across as too much. And I, and I mean, um, I think that HBC being the, thing, the, the channel that it is, could have used the opportunity, you know, to bring in potentially maybe small businesses and use, you know, um, um, small, bu- small businesses to, to and, and, and use the show to promote, you know, other brands. Um, we know that, you know, uh, Robertson, which was sponsoring AKA's show, has now pulled out. So, um, you know, they, in terms of revenue and, and the show not being able to meet Casper's uh, uh, request, I think that, like I was saying, that the one thing about Casper is that he'll pursue growth and he did take advantage of the opportunity considering, you know, the the ratings and viewership that um, the SOVC has.
1: Okay, we'll see how that goes. Premier season, as you said, I mean, a premiere episode for the second season. We'll have uh, Miss South Africa and Miss Universe, uh, Zuzabini Tunzi. So we'll be watching and see uh, how that goes. Anyway, congratulations to Kasper. Thanks so much for joining us, Katlego. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of
0: your day, You us. too,
1: and the weekend, because I don't think I'll speak to you before the weekend, so have a safe one.
0: You too. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. Katlego Ziladi, our social commentator, discussing what's happened in social media in the last uh, 24 hours. So our night shift today connecting to planting the seeds. That's why we didn't have it separately before Katlego. So later in the show, we'll have planting the seeds, as you know, and we've been spotlighting firefighters in our night shift and fire safety. But our agricultural feature today is going to be looking at uh, farm fires with our guest who is from the Fire Protection association so we basically killing two birds with one stone and uh, that's what we'll be doing in case you were wondering what happened to our night shift today we'll talk wellness corner in just a bit talking new seasons and decluttering for spiritual wellness this is SFM sound awake if you've just joined us our time is 28 minutes past four here's nati with Intlizio.